0: Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack.
1: Let's talk about rivalries. This episode is going to have a mix of non-sports stuff too, but got the idea after the Duke UNC game, so that'd be a fun time to talk about rivalries, which, what's the difference between a rivalry and, you know, just people or teams or companies who are just enemies? Like, what does it take for you to be a rival?
0: I guess for me, rivalry is more probably in the sports sector. It's just what I'm around. I like sports. It's what I watch the most. It's what I think about the most. It's two opposing teams that really are trying to one-up each other every time or every single time, like, just defeat that team and dig them even deeper down. And it also happens to be part of, like, everywhere else in the world. Like we just mentioned, it happens. I don't know if I want to call, it, like, religion, like, rivalries, but it happens with religions, happens with countries, happens with leaders, happens a lot more when there's money involved. Companies, we'll get into all that stuff. But to me, just it's a one-person team company trying to overpower another, I guess.
1: Yeah, to me, there has to be one base level of, having an intense competition over something, whether that's a sport, a, you know, category in business or whatever it is, just beliefs even. But what I think the biggest and best rivalries have is history. I really don't think you can have a true rivalry until you've had a lot of things happen within that and time that's passed. Like even in, for example, baseball, right? Yankees, Red Sox, we know that rivalry well, we can get into that more, but it has a lot of history. If you look at something like the Dodgers versus Padres, maybe that's a budding rivalry, one that's kind of starting up, but it's not a real rivalry at this point, point. and even when I was looking at some lists online before this to see if there was any I was forgetting in general, some of them are super questionable to me, like this is not an actual rivalry, And I think it also needs to have that name recognition, you know, Yankees, Red Sox has a certain recognition to it. Lakers, Celtics used to have that. And we just saw it happen with the big UNC Duke game with Coach K's last game. And I think something rivalries do is just raise the stakes so much more where the tension just feels so much higher. I mean that game it was already a final four game and it was the first time unc ever played duke in the tournament which is kind of crazy in itself but all of that kind of combining with their rivalry made everything feel so much more important in every moment and even when the yankees played the red sox in the wild card game last year it felt like this kind of dramatic theater that a one game wild card would already have but just intensified because of it being Yankees Red Sox. But it's also not only sports, you know, there's some others that we'll get into in a sec as well. But I think history, and just the raising of stakes that you can kind of palpably feel is a big part of that. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Just like the history of it is really important. I think there's like a second part to that that you need for it to be like a real good rivalry, I guess. That would be like a level playing field or some sort of like even match. It's not necessary, but I think this is what makes a good rivalry. For example, like you mentioned, Padres Dodgers for the baseball heads. It's like a new rivalry that was never really a thing, but we kind of saw it as that last season because these were the two top teams. So we kind of like built a rivalry out of nowhere just because, at least at the beginning of the season, we thought that the true Dodger rivals, which are the Giants, weren't going to be as good. And we kind of seen it before, like the Yankee Red Sox rivalry sometimes kind of goes to sleep when one of the teams is like too bad. It's not even fun. Either one team beats the other one most of the year or the other team, you know, vice versa. So I think like even competition or like a good competition is crucial when Speaking of rivalries, we'll get into it, but even with companies like Apple and Android or something like that, you know, where sure, you could, let's say you're an Apple fanboy like I am, I could probably even say you are, mm-hmm. we'll always boast, like, yeah, Apple this is <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it is what it is, but then I'm pretty sure like Samsung or whoever the leading other one is through Android could just bring up numbers and be like, yeah, I mean, the U.S. is crazy with iPhones, but if you go to India, like three billion people there have androids and you're like oh okay good point like a good competition I feel like always makes for like a great rivalry
1: yeah so let's get into some of those real quick and these are just you know basic examples in no particular order but like pepsi versus coke playstation versus xbox dc versus marvel nike versus adidas duncan versus starbucks in n out versus shake shack windows versus mac like a bunch of these where these are all business-based, but even then, I mean, there's extra incentive there because it's based on trying to make the most money and have your company come out on top of the other. And some of these have more history than others, like the Pepsi versus Coke. Some are newer, like In-N-Out versus Shake Shack. And you could argue that's not even a rivalry or just at the beginning stages of it, but there's rivalries everywhere. We don't always think of it that way because it is more traditionally used in relation to sports. But there's a lot. And like you said, most of them have to do with money.
0: And it's funny to think about it that way. Because even sports, if you think about it, your team gets more championships. The more money the team is worth, the more money the team makes, the more TV deals they make. What is rivalry without money?
1: Probably not much. Well, money is definitely the biggest incentive for rivalry but you can still for sure have rivalry even without that pride right yeah that pride that bragging rights that's like important at least to
0: me bro like (laughs) bragging about your wins especially against your rivals that's like it that's why again we're gonna go back to it a lot yankees 27 rings you already know and even when it's like you win the chip or whatever it is you win You have a whole year to brag about it until there's the next champion or the next belt holder, whatever it is, you know, that's probably like another thing you add to that list of what makes it
1: good. While we're on the topic, and since it's the one we know the most, let's get into Yankees Red Sox. I guess how would you describe it to people or how has it been over the years in your experience as we've grown up? Yankees-Red Sox
0: rivalry is probably like the oldest, strongest, most popular rivalry in baseball up there with all the sports. Obviously, I'm a little biased. I don't really know soccer much, and I know there's old ones there too, but it goes back to what is like 1905, 1904, something like that. It goes deep, and it's so important because of all the history, like you mentioned earlier. It goes through, like, a bunch of legends that are now, like, almost, like, mythical to us.
1: Talking about Babe Ruth. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Yaz, like. Mickey Mantle, yeah.
0: Literally go up through legends of, like, both teams. There's curses involved that involve Babe Ruth himself. Uh, there's movies about it. One of the teams in the Red Sox didn't even win because of the curse. For, what was it? Like, fucking 80 years, 90 years? I don't remember. Ended up winning against the Yankees. It's like this whole like, almost feels like a Hollywood movie. Sucks that it was against the Yankees, but there's just so much history, so much passion. There's literal fights. You can look up videos on YouTube. <laughs> Literally, teams like throw blows all the time. There's tension. They hate each other. Obviously, it's sports people get traded in and out of the teams, and like they borderline getting drafted bro like you know that every time you play this team like anything could happen be ready I know you're taking practices taking grounders but also I don't know hit a punching bag because you may not know what may happen but yeah that's a simple way to put it I'd like to say that like the last laugh probably the Red Sox have it right now but the Yankees have over the years over the span of time way more victories against them but I think it's time to, like, uh, re-energize this rivalry, and uh, I need the Yankees to, I don't know, pick things up and make some nice history against them.
1: Yeah, I think we need, you know, Josh Donaldson to get in a brawl with someone this year just to reignite it. But growing up, that rivalry was just instilled in me for as long as I can remember. Like, these are your enemies, and in Boston, they do the same thing, you know, back at the Yankees. And it just makes the game different than when you're playing any other team. Like I said before, it feels heightened. It feels like there's more on the line. You don't want to lose on top of how much you usually don't want to lose because of those bragging rights that you talked about. You don't want them to have that. You don't want them to hold it over you. And nowadays with Twitter and stuff too, it's even more so (laughs) where... People like Jarek Robbins can just rub it in Yankees fans' faces if there's something that happens, you know? Yeah, like back in the day, I don't know, let's pick a year,
0: 1965. You go to the game, you know, the Yankees (laughs) lose. It is what it is. You go home, you kind of forget about it. Maybe the next day you pick up the newspaper, you see it, you get mad again, but it is what it is. Now you go home, (laughs) and that shit follows you, bro. (laughs) Like shit is trending. You might be getting text messages. I mean, back in the day, I guess you could have gotten phone calls. But yeah, you're getting messages. You go on Twitter, open it, you see stuff. You go on Instagram, you see the videos. Probably turn on your TV, you're telling the news. This shit follows you. So it just hurts a little bit more nowadays just because of social media and entertainment overall.
1: Yeah, for sure. And obviously, like you said, we are biased in general and hyping up this rivalry. But I think it truly is one of the best in sports, period. I did really enjoy watching that UNC-Duke game and seeing that as well. I think college basketball can also have bigger rivalries than the NBA because there's more history with the programs where the NBA is more, especially at this point, a series of moving players. Like They used to have, like I said, the Lakers-Celtics and stuff like that, but not quite the same anymore in that way. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: with the NBA, it's weird. It doesn't stick with the team. It's almost like players Mm -hmm. are rivals to each other. And, yeah, they move a lot more in the NBA. I think it was the 90s, right, when the Celtics, or maybe 80s? Yeah, 80s. You don't see that much often, yeah. Now you just see, like, oh, LeBron needs to be, I don't know, Kyrie or Steph Curry. But it's almost like the team is second to that, where in baseball or even football, I would say, There's more of a team rivalry, even though sometimes it's pinned against quarterback to quarterback, which is whatever. They're like the leaders of the team, I guess. But yeah, I guess college has a little bit of a better rivalry
1: system, if you want to call it that, than the NBA. Well, college is also more passionate in general anyway. So when you have all your alumni from the school going crazy, cheering against each other, that's more dynamic and more fueling for it than just two professional teams on that end, usually. Yeah, a little bit heightened, like a, a little bit more special for sure. And you could also say for individual sports, there are rivalries too. Like back in the day, Ali versus Frazier, There's certain other matchups in like tennis or something that's a sport that allows that kind of rivalry to blossom when there is one, because There literally are no teams, it's only players, but that's obviously a different kind of thing. I think when you have a whole team, though, it makes it a bigger rivalry.
0: Yeah, just more people makes it a little bit more interesting. We did see, I don't think I was watching or cared for it much, but like in golf, I think Tiger had some sort of rivalry with Phil Mickelson when Mm -hmm. he was coming up. I learned a little bit more about it, like watching his documentary and stuff, but yeah, those personal or solo sport ones are a little unique because again th- this feels more like the nba one where you're like a fan of the person right and
1: either one or the other one to lose but well it's also after they stop playing then the rivalry's dead because the teams can't carry it on right exactly
0: and at least when it comes to sports there's like so many again plenty of sports out there we're kind of talking just about the sports we watch in general like u.s american sports but I'm sure there's who knows how many like La Liga, League. not even talking about World Cup, like all that shit. I'm sure like soccer goes crazy. I mean, we've seen the videos how the soccer games go. Yeah. They probably have one of the better like rivalries when it comes to like how passionate they are. They literally throw blows in the stands. <laughs> I mean, we kind of see that sometimes at like Yankee Boston games, like people get kicked out, there's fights dodger giants happens i mean people have died because of this shit Um, there's people doing time right now because of a rivalry in sports which is fucking insane but again yeah yo, once that passion is there you're not trying to lose some people are sore losers let it get to the head you got the homies around you know you're probably drinking beers that you paid like 16 bucks for (laughs) you mad you know everything's inflated bro like Someone gonna eat this knuckle, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's just how they do it. Couldn't be me, you know. I
1: keep it down. Even though I like to trash talk, I try to be smoother with it, you know. I think you diffuse the situation in some way. And on some of these non-sports slash business ones, we've even talked about doing episodes on these before, like Nike versus Adidas or PlayStation versus Xbox, which, you know, people... Who have listened to episodes i think would know our pros and cons side to that but they are kind of rivalries in themselves for sure
0: yeah i mean these are some of the obvious you know what i mean we, we know who the yankees are <laughs> in these situations i mean shout out to drake check over stripes <laughs> all day every day even though i got adidas too i just don't wear them that proudly Sometimes I wear my Adidas shoes with Nike socks on just to keep a, a barrier between, you know, me and the, the, s- the stripes. Even though that's a double technical, a red flag, you know, you can't wear Nike with Adidas. But my reasoning is, you know, I just said it. <laughs> Won't have to repeat it. But Xbox, never owned one. Never will. PlayStation's just light. Shout out to Japan. Shout out to Shohei. <laughs> it's just the superior console. I know Xbox is American, but know bill gates is a it's a little phony uh, but yeah uh rivals nonetheless and believe it or not there's people that are passionate about this like go on reddit go on anything and there'll be discussions about this like everywhere
1: yeah yeah i agree with you on those for sure i mean pepsi versus coke i think everyone leans coke at this point i don't know who the pepsi heads are out there but i know a lot bro. Really? i know a lot <laughs>
0: And the family, bro, it's weird. I, I stopped going to their house and all that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. Shout out to my family in Boston, though. Yo, every time I would go and I'd spend my summers there, they fucking love Pepsi, bro. Like, they're the type that, like, if you go to a restaurant, you know, and you're like, let me get a Pepsi. No, we got Coke. Uh, it's fine. I'll just have to lemonade, <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but not for me. Pepsi, I don't mind either. Like, I'll drink either, but coke easily superior it's just a slightly different taste not to state on it but you prefer anything between like seven up sprite and like sierra mist or or you don't care um
1: sprite i think but i don't hate the others yeah i think sprite too
0: yeah i'll drink any really but i think yeah sprite if i had to choose one but i feel like in those it's kind of more similar
1: mm-hmm. yeah less of a rivalry. You can still distinguish them, but yeah, less of a, of a gap, yeah. Dunkin' versus Starbucks, also, it's like we don't really drink coffee, but I don't know. I feel like it, it depends on the type of person you are, depending on where you go. It's weird to say, I don't, I think we've roughly talked about
0: this before. Dunkin' has a culotta, which is top tier, mm-hmm. one of the best drinks ever made all time. It's really a slushy, so I don't <laughs> know if I should give him that much credit. They are a Boston or Massachusetts-based company, so maybe I should calm down on what I'm saying. I just right
1: think now. of it as East Coast, you know, but no, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, however,
0: Starbucks is fire. I don't, again, we don't drink coffee, I don't drink coffee. They do have a lot to offer, though. They have, like, teas and stuff, which I'm a fan of. I drink it more often than not now, maybe once a month. Not on purpose, like, friends buy it for me and shit. This one's a little closer. I really don't know. I'd probably lean Starbucks now. One, because I don't have many Dunkins around. There are some, but Dunkin's also kind of trash,
1: low-key. I'm not going to hold you. Like, I was never the biggest fan of their donuts. I don't mind their donuts. I'm not saying they're the best, but when I've had them before in the past, like, they've been fine. They're not terrible. They're just not Krispy Kreme or, like, 7-Eleven donuts,
0: which I think are Krispy Kreme. But, yeah, Kuladas, give it to them. Bagel Twist or whatever that shit's called, Fire. Uh, I don't know what they put on those. They have a few other things that, like, I don't hate on them. I'm gonna go neutral on this one. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it's probably one of the more up-in-the-air rivalries for sure. What about
0: In-N-Out v. Shake Shack? This one's a little tough because In-N-Out, not really on the East Coast like that. But a lot of people know it. Or, obviously, if you're in the West Coast, you could have the best of both worlds. Or even... A bigger one, more worldwide one, which is McDonald's v. Burger King. Also,
1: I don't know if it's an even playing field. I think McDonald's has that one by a lot, but I don't hate Burger King, so. We did talk about this in, like, one of the very first episodes for BK specifically, and I think we did McDonald's kind of on the Travis Scott episode with that collab, but I think McDonald's is more iconic at this point. I don't eat at either anymore, and as far as In-N-Out, Shake Shack, I mean, I don't see them as exactly the same thing. They're kind of different. In-N-Out also is more limited in what they do, not in a bad way, but just like that's by design. And I think In-N-Out for sure obviously wins on price. In terms of even portion size in relation to that, Shake Shack has gone way down in the pandemic. And I basically don't even go there anymore even though I'm closer to one than I ever have been. They also are always super slow I feel. In and out tends to be faster in my opinion and you just get a better bang for your buck so at this point I'd probably go in and out honestly. Yeah
0: I mean here I go. (laughs) Your boys worked for both so I can say I give the slight edge to in and out And not necessarily just because of the food is some of what you said price in and out service in and out when it comes to the food itself. I think it's a little more even, but not because they taste similar. It's just to me, they're very different. I really love both. I haven't had Shake Shack in a minute, a good minute. So I'm not quite sure what you meant with the drop off and COVID. I think I had it like once since COVID happened, maybe twice, but it was like near the beginning. But I did hear that they were struggling with like everything, so that's not good.
1: Comparing both as they were like on their prime, I think it's really close. Yeah, at the prime, that's a bit tougher because I did fuck with Shake Shack heavily for a while. Yeah, just the choices, bro, like the hot dogs,
0: chicken, burgers themselves, fire, the shakes, fire, in and out. You're just getting that good quality, that flavor you know every time you go, shit's going to taste the same pretty much. That's what you pay for. And again, you're not even paying that much for it. Like You're paying way less. Good servings. It's kind of hard, but I'm going to give the slight edge to In-N-Out just because it's that familiar. You know what you're going to get. The price is right. The service is good. It's fast. It's always there. It's everywhere. The only con is that, yes, only on the West Coast, a little bit of the South in Texas, but... That one's also pretty even, in my opinion, even though they're very different.
1: Windows versus Mac. I mean, pretty much what we said for Apple Android in a similar way. I did have like a Dell Windows computer and we had a Windows desktop in my house growing up, so I am familiar with it and that was kind of my foundation. But ever since like college, I've only had Mac computers and I mean, massively prefer them. I don't think I could ever go back to Windows at this point myself. And obviously, like we said before, Apple over Android and all that as well. Maybe we are too deep in their kind of ecosystem. But at this point, they just have better design and everything. It just flows better. Pretty much what I was going to say, like, we're too deep in the ecosystem already
0: to get out of it. Obviously, we could, but it it'd just take a lot. And I don't see either of the companies making such big changes that we'd want to switch. It's just easier, simpler. I think it even feels faster. looks better, like to our style, I guess, or what we need. Windows is cool. I also grew up with Windows. That's what I had pretty much until I got my like laptop for college. When I switched to Mac, can't really hate on Windows. Still, like my parents house, they use Windows computers. He also has a Mac, too. My dad's like a a weird, I should have brought him up earlier because like iPhone and like Android, he's had both and at a point had both because of work and personal (laughs) and the same thing with like computers. Like he has a laptop, as Mac, but his desktop is like Windows. It's fucking weird, but he likes it. He likes having the options. Again, one of them was like a work thing, so I didn't hate Pro Mac because I have it, but I also don't want to con Windows. I think Windows is like crucial, simple.
1: I think it's cheaper Mm -hmm. to access. And I know also, just beyond our personal preferences, Windows is used by a lot of companies for business stuff, so I get that it has its place and its function. I don't know if I'll pro Windows, but definitely have some early memories with it for sure. And then one other Apple-related one too, Apple Music for Spotify, which has become more and more of a thing in recent years, whether it's the Spotify rap stuff or even... On a podcast level, too, with Apple Podcasts, Spotify, with all the Joe Rogan stuff and the Spotify misinformation, censoring, blah, 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 like all that stuff is playing a role, too. For us, like we've said, we're Apple all day, but like Apple Music could be doing better on a lot more things. And the latest Apple Podcast update is fucking terrible. So I don't even want to necessarily pro Apple on these, but still sticking with them for now but i don't know i think they both have plenty of cons with the pros they do yeah this is one of the more modern versions of rivalries we'll see
0: i mean we did talk about technology but the windows mac thing is kind of old the android iphone thing is a little more recent but still feels like five six years ago that people were joking about it Mm -hmm. but now apple spotify is more recent Every year, or like the last two years, when the year wrap up thing comes up, you see all the memes like, haha, Apple users looking at my list, blah, blah, blah. You know, like the, the jokes are out there. I'd be jealous, though. I'd be one of those people. <laughs> Yo, Spotify wrap up is fire. They do a good job with that. I need Apple to figure something out at the end of the year. They're trying. Like they do the replay thing, they figured that out like two or three years ago. It just needs to do better do some better give us better stats more fun uh, actually design something and not just like stats on top of that it just feels like apple's playing catch up a little bit like you know there's the moving covers and the moving artwork and whatnot and i think spotify has had that for a minute
1: yeah i mean in a different way but that kind of idea yeah. of doing extra stuff
0: or even cool i think people post it every now and then i see it on stories where people post like the video playing yeah into, yeah like, the song is playing right that's just fire like i don't know that i'd use it but just that like they're giving you access to that or that ability dope as fuck i can't hate on spotify <laughs> if anything i'm a light con apple even though i'm gonna stick with you because again i'm part of the ecosystem that's one of the things i'm like locked into i don't think i'll switch to spotify just because of those things but it's one of those situations where i'm like yo apple just do better like i'm yeah, sticking exactly. with you i'm paying you <laughs> work this out with me. Meet me in the middle at least. I give that one slightly to Spotify.
1: Yeah. So yeah, obviously there's going to be more that we didn't touch on. Those were just a kind of collection of random ones. But overall for rivalries, I like the idea of it just heightening everything and bringing extra interest and fuel and passion to it. Of course, sometimes once in a while they can get out of hand, but It's always pushing the other side to be better and have this extra push to just go to that next level. So it can be interesting sometimes what comes out of that. So overall for rivalries, I would pro them. Yeah, rivalries are crucial. They're necessary, I feel. You need to have
0: them around. Like you said, it's what pushes teams, anything, companies to get better, to one up. You can't just fall asleep. Obviously, you'll get defeated or you'll lose money. Whatever the case is, rivalries are crucial for pretty much everything around. So easy pro hope rivalries never die, never stop. Makes everything just a little bit more fun. Obviously, it's tough to touch on every single rivalry. Maybe we'll have even a future episode where we discuss other ones. But yeah. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You
1: can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack Bloom Summer. Summer with an O on everything. Just remember, choose your side wisely. RIP to the bragging rights of Coach K.